Visioneers, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small business owners that not only survived the last recession, but thrive from it. And our guests this week, well, they are spreading goodwill to businesses and the community. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're gonna learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hello, Visioneers, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. And our guest this week is Jake Slayton, the President and CEO of Goodwill Industries of South Central California. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Well, thank you for having me. And for Visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you and what is that you do? My name is Jake Slayton. I'm the President and CEO of Goodwill Industries of South Central California. One of the main reasons why I have invited Jake onto the program today is we get a lot of requests for nonprofit organizations to be interviewed here on Small Business Celebration and it's not that we don't want to interview them we are after all a business program and the structure of Goodwill Industries is very different than your typical 501c3 and a lot of people don't know that and that's one of the reasons we're here and the dead giveaway is the title of the chief executive officer and president mm -hmm. of Goodwill Industries of South Central California. For visioneers who don't know, very briefly explain how the business structure of Goodwill is very different than your traditional 501c3. Sure, so we are probably straddling that line between being a nonprofit and a regular retail business that you're, you're gonna find. Mm -hmm. We have debt and infrastructure, and, and trucks and processing facilities. So we have all those challenges of a regular uh, business mm -hmm. and we're also trying to serve a mission while we, we do it. So that's why you're a president and CEO. It's, it's, a, certain, it's a certain level of, of finances, understanding and things of that nature that you need as well. And, but it's a, it's a generally larger uh, complex operation. The, you have a business mm -hmm. that supports a mission right. instead of donations that support a mission, correct? So through the donations that people come and, and, and give us, we go through a whole procedure to get that ready to be able to be sold. But yeah, 90 plus percent of the money we bring in that supports our mission comes through the, a retail business that you would, you would recognize in a lot of places. For visioneers, you may hear some sounds or see some people in the backgrounds because this is an active store. We're mm -hmm. here on the Ming and Ash location. Mm -hmm. And yes, we are open. We are doing this interview, excuse me, just before the open and, mm -hmm. and the staff is getting ready. So if you hear some things or see some people in the backgrounds because they're getting ready for a brand new day. Mm -hmm. when Good, when you were first approached to come to Goodwill, mm -hmm. they had you start off as the director of operations. They mm -hmm. didn't have you come in as the CEO. Why did right. they do that? Well, Cheryl Sirlupa, who was my predecessor, was the president and CEO uh, at, at that time, and she was, she was great. She's been a great mentor to me. Um, but she was you know, looking to move on you know, at some point over a, a certain period of time. Um, and she wanted to bring in a little more financial sophistication mm. um, to be able to look at, look at the future, plan for the future, and hopefully find a successor if that was kind of the, the plan. But part of it too was there was a lot of challenges. This is you know, post the Great Recession when there were kind of some restructuring was going on. 
and as, as a former banker, she thought it'd be good to bring somebody in and uh, and look and see what we could do. And as a banker, you were you mm -hmm. were working at San Joaquin. I was at San Joaquin uh, Bank, and then I was at Mission Bank after that. And you got you started off as a loan officer mm -hmm. during the Great Recession of yeah. 2000 to 2008 and 2009, and that mm -hmm. well, and your career in banking is what brought you to Goodwill. Right. What did you learn at those two banks sure. during the height of the recession that you're applying to Goodwill Industries today? Sure. So, you know, one of the, the nice things about being in banking, and I always tell people who are younger, if they're getting out of college, like go into banking if you don't know what you want to do, because you're going to see a lot. You're going to see how a lot of businesses handle different things. You're going to see how a lot of businesses fail and succeed at different products and different things. And it's a, it's a really good primer if you're not sure, hey, I want to approach things this way or that way. The things you learn during the Great Recession are sometimes as business leaders and as driven people, we want to kind of impose our will on things. We want to say, I can fix it, I can do it. Right. And that's a great attitude to have, but you, you can't control a recession. The <laughs> no, recession does you. what the recession wants to do. Right. Uh, you can't control what the government's response to it is. So the main thing I learned today, I think, is you got to be flexible. Um, and you got to be available. Mm. Um, that was the big thing when you saw businesses that maybe made it out actually better than they started or, or businesses that failed was that availability. I think people want to say, oh, it'll be over tomorrow. I can, you know, I can keep doing this or I can keep doing that. But the, the business owners that we saw that really hunkered down and cut costs and were there every day managing uh, the bottom line were the ones that came out and sometimes stronger uh, before the recession because they were able to procure uh, different services that were cheaper mm -hmm. in the recession than coming out of it. Sure. And they were able to really kind of an advantage, but you got to be available and you got to be flexible. Give us an example of how, as the CEO mm -hmm. of, of Goodwill of Central Southern California, how you are available to your stores, to sure. your infrastructure, to the trucking, to all the various departments of which operate and make for a successful company. So one of the big things is, is like I said, availability. You just have to be there. You know, like 50% of it is just showing up. Okay. If, you, if you're there, you're there every day. People can call you. People can get a hold of you on email. We can work through things together. Um, the second thing for me is have, uh, we like to run a trim down admin. Mm. And one of the reasons that is for quicker decision making. So right. for example, when coronavirus uh, broke out here, we made some very quick decisions that really turned out to be good decisions. Like what? So one of, one of the main ones, when we noticed over just the period of four or five days, um, we noticed sales really dipping as you started seeing shutdowns going to other parts of the country. Sure. We were able to gather as a team, kind of look into our crystal ball a little bit about California's government structure and say, what is the chance of a shutdown? We actually predicted that in our HR department, uh, noticed because they were working so hard, also available, that if the question got to is when do you lay people off? When do you put them onto that unemployment with the right, state was doing? Right. Our HR department was one of the first ones to recognize that EDD wasn't changing their hours and, and they came to me and said, hey, if we don't put people in there early, there's a chance they're never gonna see unemployment. Right, right. So we actually acted quickly. Not only did we cut costs for the company, but we saved a lot of headache for our employers, employees who really needed that assurances of that unemployment program. So we were able to kind of achieve both because we acted quickly and also because we didn't try to control it. We knew that, hey, this, is, this could be coming, this is a worst case scenario, but let's plan for it and act on it. As we start climbing out of this recession, and there sure. are definitely economic indicators to, to indicate that we're starting sure. to climb out, what changes or adaptations is Goodwill of South Central California doing mm -hmm. to put, position themselves to 
to welcome this sure. coming out of this recession and moving forward? So part of it is is whenever we have leases coming up right now, things that are very specific like that when you're regarding your, your real estate, especially in the retail uh, sector, mm -hmm. you're going to have some opportunities. So we're actively communicating with our board. We're actually communicating with our real estate team to say, hey, this is where we're at, what opportunities are out there to maybe secure some better long-term deals. Also, that's advantageous a lot of times for your, your landlords where we don't own the property uh, because they're looking for security and assurances as well. Sure. So there's some really good things out of that front as well. Part of it is, you know, we always have this battle. We want to hire as many people as we can because that's our mission. Right. Um, but also we are looking, where can we get more efficient? Where did we, you know, not lose a step in kind of um, make sure our, our labor costs are, are right and also balance that mission together. And if visioneers want to reach out and get in touch with you, how do they do that? Sure. Uh, you can go through our, our Facebook page, which is we're just The Goodwill on Facebook okay. or thegoodwill.org. Uh, you can also mail uh, send us a mail, 4901 Stein Road, uh, Bakersfield, California, 93313. We, answer, we have the mail. We go through it, actually. <laughs> we're still old school in that. We have comment cards people send in, and we still review all, all of those. Uh, and they can also call the main line, 661-837-0595. What was that number? 661-837-0595. Thank you, Michael. No worries. And what's your website? Uh, thegoodwill.org. When we come back, we're going to talk more about some of the nuts and bolts of the operation and how it can affect you and your business. And remember to like, subscribe, notify, and we'll be right back. Now that we've entered the fourth quarter of 2020 and the economic indicators seem to be rebounding, is your balance sheet saying otherwise? What are you going to do? Who are you going to turn to? Turn to a real human being that has your business interests at heart. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors where a real human being will guide you with real world expertise and a proven track record that will get your business numbers back on track. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca and get your numbers up. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. We're here with Jake Slayton, the president and CEO of Goodwill Industries of South Central California. And our visioner question uh, for the segment is, Visioner Ray asks, when you have a physical product to sell, but you don't have an accurate way of determining what that product's value is, how do you determine what to charge the customer? That's a great question because if you, if you went back to that donation door, the, the type of products, especially the non-clothing products, numbers right. into the thousands and thousands if you talk about you know, the, the variation of what we get. Right. So one of the things that a lot of people may not know about our Goodwill specifically is when you're in the retail business, your turnover rate's about 65%. Ours is in the, the 20s. They're talking about employees. Yeah, talking about employees, yeah. Wow. So our turnover rate's in the 20s. We have really high customer employee retention. Wow. One of the, the groups that we really focus on to make sure we never lose them is our pricers. Okay. Uh, so we have, we have certain people doing the pricing every day. They, that's what they do. That is their main uh, job. Each store has them. And these are generally longer-term employees who have seen everything come through, had feedback, our right. managers as well. We've had a lot of managers that have been here very long term. 
So it's really that expertise. I will tell you, we've tried to look at systems and softwares to do this, but the variation of product is just so great. You have sure. to rely on just someone's expertise to be able to uh, to do that. We have several employees, especially pricers at some other locations that have been with us for 15, 20 years. Right. So there's not much you can put in front of them that they don't have some sort of frame of reference. So do they go to other retail establishments and find out what the price is sure. new and kind of figure, how's that work? So once a year, one of our operations staff will go to uh, all our kind of what we think is our major kind of competitors in the market, some thrift and some bigger box uh, mm -hmm. retail because we want to sure. make sure we stay a little bit we a lot away from them right. from a price uh, point of view. Um, so they'll do that once a year. But I will tell you, even as much as we do that, that's more on the clothing and the textile side where there's a little bit more parity in, in the product. Right. Uh, when you get into the what we would call the hard goods side, the wares side, um, it's just so so much product, so much variation. Right. Uh, you just have to really, they, the pricer have to, to do that as well. And then the managers, you know, everything's on our floor for only four or five weeks that's how fast wow. everything turns over wow so our managers will know after four or five weeks is something still there if a certain type of product's still there then we've overpriced it right and now we need to make an adjustment and they'll go back and meet with their team and readjust so it's a constant kind of churn and learning uh learning experience also because things change right things that become collectibles you know as, as somebody born in the 80s right now if you're into video game collecting it's an expensive hobby now right because right. my generation's now come of age they've moved on a little bit more career-wise and they're trying to recapture their childhood a little bit right um i speak with some experience <laughs> and uh and and it's a really expensive it's really expensive so 10 years ago wouldn't have been very much right now you're you're seeing that change so there's no other way other than experience to really figure out that change and price it correctly one of the other things that Goodwill has done, and some of this was done by your predecessor, but mm -hmm. you yourself have done this, mm -hmm. is expansion. Right. And there's a lot of business owners that want to expand their business, and they want to go forth and multiply, as it were, and grow. Yep. And systemization, I should say, is very important as right. to the growth of a business. But what are some of the things that you're doing here at Goodwill to expand and grow so that as we come out of this recession, you're able to harness right. that growth and grow the grow Goodwill and the mission? Learn how to delegate okay. is, number, is number one. I have a great operations staff. I have a director of retail, Justin Ahart, who's fantastic. Um, but it goes back to something I was saying earlier about that availability. Mm. The hiring and the training and the retention of the manager, the on-site person, that right. you can communicate and then they can lay down that structure. Right. And they can lay down those, those rules and those parameters that you want to work in is, is super important. You, can't, you can do SOPs, which are great. You can do all that, all that stuff you need. But to truly have a successful expansion, you need a couple people that you know we're gonna be there and, and you set them up to be there as long as, as you can. Um, on some of the more physical and infrastructure kind of stuff, uh, meet with your banker. Um, sometimes it does require uh, debt to expand. We, you know, we have a loan because we did a big expansion uh, about 15 uh, years ago. We built right. our Coffee Road store. Mm -hmm. um, so have a good team around you on that front. I think some people really undervalue their advice of their accountant and their banker and all those other professional services as well to make sure that you're ready that you can kind of take on that 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 risk because it is a risk. Right. Yeah, you know, we've expanded into stores in the past that we have closed because it wasn't the right fit for the community, the store wasn't the right size or whatever uh, whatever it was. So 
So those will kind of be my keys. That's what kind of we hone in on when we're looking to expand. For the eagle eye visioneer, you may have realized that Jake Slayton is related <laughs> to Sarah Slayton. Mm -hmm. And a guest that we had a couple weeks ago with Jake's Tex-Mex. And the question mm -hmm. I have for you is, you're working with people and developing that team that you have and finding right. those core people for the growth of your business. Right. Did you learn that from the family business? Yeah, so my, you know, obviously my father started his own business. We saw that go through certain evolutions over time. Right. Incredibly hardworking. You know, but the, the most valuable thing to me was, you know, hearing my dad talk about it, was he talked about your food costs got to be a certain percentage, your labor's costs got to be a certain percentage. Um, you know, you need this many seats, this many parking, you know, parking right. spaces, which has always been a problem at Jake's. Right. Um, this food has, you know, the, hearing those specifics was really valuable to me because when you get in these roles, you kind of understand there's many levers to pull when right. things start getting tight or you want to expand or whatever it is. And it's great to have a big vision. You need to have a big vision, but also you got to know, like if I pull this lever, this might happen and the, the right. upsides and downsides of every decision. Right. And we got to see him make those in real time. And, and, and sometimes somewhat subconsciously, you know, you're young, maybe you're not paying attention, but now you call back, oh, I remember my dad went through that. And, right, and, and what worked like and what and what didn't. worked and what, what didn't work, and, and he's always there. And, and luckily I have my sister who runs the restaurant as well. My older sister, Sarah and I's older sister, is right. the principal of Frontier. Uh, my brother's a project manager at Walson Smith, and so when the family gets together, there's a lot of discussions about leadership and things like that, and it's very, very valuable to me. When we come back, we're going to delve into a very deep and controversial subject about being the lead dog <laughs> in fantasy football when we come right back. Can you believe our 100th episode is right around the corner? Neither can I, but who would you like to see as our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode? Well, if you've got a thought, leave their name in the comment section below and your guest of your choice could be here on Small Business Celebration for our 100th episode. So leave your thoughts in the comment section below and who knows, your guest could be our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode. We're here with Jake Slayton, the president and CEO of Goodwill Industries of South Central California, and you are an avid fantasy football nut. That is correct. I think we've been in the same, this is our eighth, our current league that's together, this is our eighth, uh, eighth year here. This year, you're the lead horse for a change. Yeah, because I, I, I have the duties as of the commissioner, so I might as well also <laughs> Wait, win. wait, wait, there seems to be some impropriety uh, there. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Everything's on the up and up. Uh, no, we have a two-man keeper lead, so I got to keep Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, and uh, I'll be two and one. I just need Lamar Jackson, who I also have, to just just not get injured, and I think <laughs> I think I'll win tonight, and I'll, I'll go to two and one. But I'm pretty sure this is my year. For fantasy football, what a lot of people don't realize about fantasy yeah. football is, unless you let the computer pick your mm -hmm. players, right. you have to do a tremendous amount of analysis on the available players in the NFL to pick from and draft. Yeah, so it's it's kind of fun that way. I'm an Excel person. I don't know. <laughs> this is totally nerdy, but I love Microsoft Excel, right. and uh, I'm kind of a just a data sheet kind of guy. Right. So it kind of fits right into that. You're looking at all the sorts of what you need, where you can draft players and stuff like that. And and um, now also my kids are getting a little older, so it's a little easier to have time to, to do that. <laughs> I did make one major mistake in the draft, which uh -oh. is there was a, a, a player I wanted to draft, rookie, said I, I was going to draft, and I was like three picks away. And, 
and uh, I verbalized it, and somebody stole him oh. from me. Um, and so, you know, you still make mistakes, you still got to learn from there. But this analysis, as being an Excel nerd, mm -hmm. as, you, as mm -hmm. you put it, helps you as your role here right. as a CEO because mm -hmm. spreadsheets are important. Yeah, that's, that's probably, when, when Cheryl hired me, that was one of the biggest early things I brought to the company was just a, a, a way to start looking at our prices, start looking at our sales rate, and start breaking them down into mm. uh, data that could actually be used to make uh, choices. Especially in the nonprofit sphere, one of the things that people get, uh, we see mistakes being made is they have a passion for what they're doing, but a lot of that passion is human-human contact and mm. anecdotal, which is just as important as anything else. Um, but sometimes their decisions don't match up with what probably what they should be doing to survive for a longer term. Right. Um, so that analysis, that's that's my probably one of my favorite things to do. I don't dread analysis. I love doing it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Part of that analysis also is taking a look at all the different employees that you have and sure. the different skill sets. And we got a very interesting question from Visioner Mia who asked, as an employer, when you hire an employee who has challenges and the necessary skills sure. to perform the job that they were hired for, but were unknown to you at the time of hiring, how do you work through those challenges? So our mission is to help people with, uh, with employment barriers. That's mm. what we do. So you're gonna say, why is Goodwill a nonprofit? Right. We help people with barriers. That is our, our job. And we put them into employment opportunities. Sometimes those are folks who are just a transitional piece where they go, they, they kind of stabilize with us and move on. And other people, that's probably for their entire career. Mm -hmm. So there's an expertise we have in-house as we look at everybody. But the, the general kind of rule on that is, uh, is number one, look at the position they're in. Mm. Sometimes you put people in a position and they're not doing the job, you find out there's a barrier you didn't know about. Well, okay, that's fine. You have other positions in your company. Maybe they would be suited to, to something else. Be right. open to that mindset. But the second thing is, have a conversation with them. Mm. Just sit down and go. Be available. Because sometimes, and this has happened a lot with us, is, is uh, a lot of times they're figuring out they have a barrier that they didn't know they had, mm. especially now when you have people, um, one of the big things we've seen, because we do a categorization of do people's different barriers, is there's been a big rise in emotional, psychological um, disabilities that people are now kind of coming to grips with with their mental health. Right. Um, people are, are on the autism or Asperger spectrum. Um, some people don't know they're in that spectrum, and now with the increased testing and awareness of it, they're finding out they're, they're in that spectrum. Each person has their own special set of skills. You just got to sit down and, and work at it. Most of the time, you'll be very successful at it. One of the other things that is unique about your position that you're doing here at Goodwill is you are, like you said, in the mission is training for mm -hmm. skill sets for the real world, yeah. for those who may not have an opportunity to do so. Mm -hmm. If an employer who is part of Vision Your Nation mm -hmm. is looking for a specific skill set or a type of sure. employee, how do they reach out to, to Goodwill to see if Goodwill has a such employee available? So uh, they just call, just call the main thing and, and, and reach out to me directly, just mm -hmm. set up a meeting with me if there's, if there's something you're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, I will tell you it's more, it's, what's very interesting about Goodwill is it's more likely that when you see a candidate come across your desk who has Goodwill experience, mm -hmm. um, you're gonna know they were in a stable work environment, uh, they've had access to health benefits, um, and truly they're looking to move on. One of the big things that's changed, especially in the retail world, is, is that since it's gone more 
part-time, mm -hmm. um, our folks are 95% uh, full-time. So mm -hmm. they're used to working those schedules, they're used to working those things, and they're, they're getting the stop skills training while they're, while they're here. So it's more when you see a Goodwill employee come across your desk, I think you're, you're in pretty good shape. One of the other things that's also important to point out is when you think of Goodwill, you think of this massive international sure. company, but it's actually very local. Right. Sometimes when I tell people I'm the president of Goodwill, they're like, all of Goodwill? <laughs> exactly. And uh, it doesn't exactly work that way. So Goodwill is actually a network of 150 plus different Goodwill agencies. Some are right. huge, like our, our Los Angeles counterpart, Goodwill Industries of South, Southern California. Right. Not much. And then <laughs> others are small. We're on the, the smaller end of it. And we right. work together as a network. The reason for that is because a lot of times when you're going into uh, an area, the barriers that people are facing are very specific to that area. So mm. like a good example is uh, Kern, Kings, and Southern Tulare County, which is our territory and mm -hmm. our 10 stores in our, that territory, is a high unemployment area. Um, you have, um, you know, people who are non-native English speakers, that's a high percentage, right. disconnected youth. So we're able to say, hey, what do we need to do to serve that population because we're right. more local. Now, if you're in the Bay Area or you're in Seattle, it may be a different set of barriers and you can then adjust to what those are to basically right. serve that that, that area. We have a local board of uh, directors. Um, they're based here in, in Bakersfield. They're all uh, local Bakersfield or Kern County, I should say. Right. Folks that oversee me and the, the organization. So it's a very local business. The donations that come in are, are local. Uh, we keep all of them. I know some people think they go to different parts of the country. They really don't. Right. Um, so it's, it's really, as much as you see the Goodwill name, it's really a local uh, local company. And there's an autonomy there too. I th that's one of the hard things people understand. They think it's maybe like McDonald's franchise right. where corporate has a lot of say. This actually works in reverse. Mm -hmm. uh, Goodwill in, in, in international, Industries International, which is like the coordinating entity, right. they kind of take more our direction than we get direction from them. It's, it's, it's more of a collaborative process than a top-down process. And to not put such a fine point on it, mm -hmm. One of the reasons why you were hired as the president and CEO mm -hmm. is because you grew up in a successful family business. Mm -hmm. You worked at a very successful local bank. Mm -hmm. And you started, and everything about Goodwill of South Central California is local. You're right. You know, actually, it's a funny story about that. When I was, I went through an executive development program through. Uh, the Goodwill Network, right? And one of the things that was funny is they would ask you the question, um, "Well, where are you willing to apply for CEO if you want to be a CEO?" Right. And I said, "There's only one job that I want. There's no, there's no other place that I want to be, or no other place I want to go." Right. Uh, and most of our folks at at the head office here are, are the same way. They're local people. It's a local flavor. Uh, it's a local commitment. You know, we've had people that I went to elementary school with come through as, as employees and things of that nature. So it's, a, it's almost hyper-local in a way. You mentioned also you went through a personal development sure. course. And some of those skills that you learned from that, you're still using today. Yeah. And that also comes down to reading. Mm -hmm. And what, this is a question that I ask a lot of business owners of what are they sure. reading right now or what book has influenced them. But you're not a big book reader. No, I, I'm more of an article reader. I'll probably read up to, to somewhere between 20 to 40 articles on different subjects a day. Uh, I found that's just the way my brain sure. uh, works. 
Um, I go through different categories. The Flipboard app on my phone is uh, my best friend. I, I think Wikipedia is one of the, the best inventions of all time. Uh, so yeah, to me it's more, I like to have my, my brain kind of works that way where I want to know a lot about a lot of subjects. Um, so I typically more of an article reader. I will tell you my favorite book of all time actually is a book called Suburban Nation, okay. which is about urban planning, uh, which, which you wouldn't think applies, but it, it's, it's a book about our biases. It's a book about why people choose certain things. It's a book about how you market certain things. And so um, it's, it's, that's probably my favorite book. And that's, uh, that's probably one you don't hear very often, but um, that's probably my favorite book of all time. What is one thing that visioneers could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? So the first thing I would say is, is be available. Um, and, and I can't stress that enough. From my banking days to this is you gotta be there. There's nothing like your own two set of eyes um, to, to audit and go see, go through your, your process, to be available for your employees, to pick up the phone, to be in your office when they're, they're there. Sometimes I think we get into businesses and we get a little bit of success and then we're like, hey, now we can live a certain life. But, right. but that's, that's, uh, that's gonna hurt you. So be available, be there. If visioneers want to reach out and get in touch with you, how do they do that? Sure, uh, you can go through our, our Facebook page, which is we're just The Goodwill on Facebook okay. or thegoodwill.org. Uh, you can also mail, uh, send us a mail, 4901 Stein Road, uh, Bakersfield, California, 93313. We, answer, we have the mail, we go through it actually. <laughs> we're still old school in that. We have comment cards people send in and we still review all, all of those. Uh, and they can also call the main line, 661-837-0595. What was that number? 661-837-0595. Thank you, Michael. No worries. And what's your website? Uh, thegoodwill.org. Well, Jake, this has been a true pleasure. Thank you very much for being on Small Business Celebration, and we look forward to seeing you again very soon. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. In times like these... The sharp business owner knows that now is the time to invest in undervalued businesses to move their financial future forward. But how do you find the right business? How do you arrange financing? How do you analyze the prospective business financials and industry information to make the right decision? Do what the proud owners of the tire man have done. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield CA and buy the undervalued business to move your financial future forward. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is but as it could be and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. 
Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.